0: Well, the season may be over, but that doesn't mean there's an end to the podcast fun. No, it certainly does not, Mike. This
1: is the 12th from the Rookie End podcast. Jase, has it really been a year since we did our very first podcast?
2: Do you know what? I think it is. It
1: has been. Uh, We are three lifelong Watford fans, season ticket holders in the Rookie End at Vicarage Road. And these monthly podcasts are our take on life as a Watford fan. My name is John, and with me for the last... Twelve podcasts has been Mike. Hi. And missing one of them, but uh, for most of them, has been Jason. Hi.
0: What have we got coming up in the podcast, Mike? Well, John, in this podcast we look back at our lives during the last season. What's it been like for us? Mm. Lot to talk about. Plus we'll be giving out the second annual From the Rookery End End of Season Awards. Very exciting stuff. The awards we've got are Game of the Season, Breakthrough Artist of the Season, A Man of the Year Award, very special on that one, Mm. Danny Graham Goal of the Season Award, Champagne moment of the season, our oh, biggest moment of the world, yeah. Well, everyone's waiting mm. on that one, I know. And the Lloyd Doily Pop Your Cherry Award. <laughs> That's a nice one, that one. Yeah. So good set of awards, but who's going to be taking them away? We have the results, and we'll be hearing from
2: the winners later on in the podcast. And it finally happens. After all his love, praise, stalking, and a very special song. Mike gets to meet Super Johnny Eustace. Ooh. Now I was there and it was a very, very special moment, wasn't well, it, John? I was
0: the, a it was disappointing that you two were there. <laughs> B disappointing he was at the train room and not over an Italian somewhere, but there you go. I Italian wish. meal, that is. <laughs> <laughs> <Goodness> <laughs> <gracious>. <laughs> Anyway, now our transfer silly season has begun. We'll also be entering the rumour mill to see what ridiculous transfer headlines the tabloid newspapers and perhaps fellow fans from, from other clubs yeah, have absolutely. been printing and talking about, about the comings and goings at, at Big Ridge Road.
1: Plus, we couldn't do a whole season of podcasts without another special song. And we certainly couldn't go this long without a special song. ...for Malky Mackay. I
0: know, he'll have been waiting for it. When we um, interviewed him, there was a certain sadness in his eyes... <laughs> ...that could only be attributed to a lack of From the Rookery End... And song.
1: don't worry, though, this time, it, it isn't one of us singing it. We've got someone who is at least half in tune. It's a very special girl singing the song.
2: From the Rookery End, a podcast for Watford fans by Watford fans. So,
1: boys, the 2010-2011 season... It certainly didn't disappoint didn't. the Watford fans. And can you remember back, Jason, to that first podcast of the season where
2: we looked ahead at our, our hopes and our dreams? Well, I'm, I'm trying to think, but I might need a bit of help to uh, to jog my memory there, John.
1: Well, do not worry. We have a pre-produced
0: dream sequence that will jog your memory. Boys, Boys I've, got I've got to tell you, you. I'm... Excited. Excited. I'm, I'm, i just I can't, can't wait. wait. I've I've, um, been I've been to one, one PC Bendy and I saw, and I saw, saw some of our like young kids in action there. there. They were awesome. I think
2: they're playing with, without any band fear. Band I don't I think we've got, got anything to fear band band this band band year. Band um, I'm rarity rarity I'm a little bit nervous, rarity nervous rarity at the moment, I'm just worried about the and too many, too many games in the squad. The and they're, they're looking good, good. love them. But there's, there's going to be, be a time, time, time where they're going to get bullied, bullied out of games, games um, and, and it's how, how they react they to those games that concerns me. Well, I think
1: there are goals, goals in this team, and the big, big thing is we're playing the team. championship. i Not being smug or anything, boys, but uh, I think my prediction of goals in this team was spot on.
0: It might be my memory playing jigsaw me, but I don't remember my voice having that echo. <laughs>
1: well, Jakes, how, how was it for you? How was this season?
2: Well, clearly a lot better than I expected back in uh, <laughs> back in the summer. I, I think there were games where where the kids got buddied out like mm. I expected, but nowhere near as many as we thought there may be. And, and they really did step up to the plate uh, in a lot of games, particularly against the big boys. We saw some great results mm. against the, the, the teams that certainly QPR, Norwich... Um, both got up automatically and we won in their own backyards that was some brilliant performances so yeah definitely for me way above expectations
1: we won did we win away every single all
2: three of the promoted teams no we only drew at Swansea, oh, drew uh, Swansea. but yes. that in itself is a great yes. result yes. because they, were, they had the, I think the best home record of um, all teams didn't they I don't ah. know if anyone can well, I, I think we're verify gonna, that we're well, not going to argue
1: with you stat I, chase you, I,
2: I have thrown up the odd error here and there but I know they, they certainly had a, a, a very good home record well, basically we got seven away points at Premier League teams <laughs> yeah, that's we,
1: true. Did. Yeah, yeah.
2: we did. Fact. <laughs>
0: Fact. Uh, I think any season with highlights it has got to be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see that. And at the start of the season, we were probably scratching our head and wondering where. You know, we were. Most of us were confident in some way or another, but we had Millwall away, Cardiff at home, Norwich away, QPR away. All sort of really big performances and stuff that we were really proud of as Watford fans. I think having those little key. You know, just highlights really. Didn't progress in the cups, but I think our league performance was was more than enough to make this a a season worth. Whether it'll go down as a vintage, I don't know. But I think in the grand scheme of things, when you take into account all the all the off-field activity, the financial constraints, the amount of youngsters we've had to use, I think it'll go down as a as a real success.
1: What I like about the season is that it was an improvement on last season, yeah. an improvement on the season before. And it's almost like if you got that feeling of getting better and better and better, that's. That's all you can hope. You know nothing being been fake. Nothing, no billionaires coming in and buying a load of players. You could disappear overnight if that money disappears. Progression. Yes, progression is, is, was the, you know, a big word for me. And I had a lot of fun. Oh, I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. watching a lot of good games and jumping around just being joyful a lot more. Um, definitely even, even more than the season before. Far more than the season before.
0: Yeah, I think the, the, the season before picked up towards the end, didn't it? We did, we did uh, what we needed to do to avoid relegation, which yeah. was a nice feeling. But this season, there was an element of... Yeah, it was more upbeat, wasn't it, for the majority? I mean, as per usual, you don't go through a Watford game a, a season without having a few shocking performances and uh, me uh, deciding whether to leave after <laughs> forty-five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, that's just not. Very few clubs have, get through a season without a,
2: uh, with the occasional anomaly, but but there weren't many of them. In fact, there were there were very very few games in which we were completely outplayed and out for the count. And yeah, where of, was uh, that uh, Scunthorpe that, that Scunthorpe game yeah. at home? Yeah, even then... Yeah, we, I think, you, you know, outclass we almost. Were, mm, yeah, but we did against the, the big club. They scored. It was the Derby but, game, I think, was the one that yes, we really true, never that looked in true, it. Yeah. But even those games like Cardiff away where we sort of fought back. And, and so, yeah, there were the very few games where we just looked completely outplayed and never in the game. The biggest... Th- oh, one. That's all right. And then oh, what I was going to say, the
0: nice thing was as well, it was nice to be talked about. Because let's mm. not forget, we had that seven-game winning run. Where we were, you know, there was a lot. Of, we were driving down to Cardiff, and that was the the eighth game in that work, that run, which yeah. we eventually lost. But all of the radio talk was about Watford, you know, and the, the papers were full of Watford, full of praise for Malky and and the team. And people were looking, having a closer look at the club and what they were doing and how they were achieving it, how we're achieving it, should I say?
1: And that's good. It's like you know, even if you're not being. So it's nice. to be. We're often talked about over the last few years. But we're not being talked about in a bad way. Yeah. We're talking about in a very, very positive also, way. Aren't
0: they rubbish? Yeah, it wasn't there. It wasn't <laughs> there no, this season. No.
1: The unfortunate thing was that um, in that first podcast of the season, we all picked a player to yeah. be the highest scorer.
2: Unfortunate? Oh, I'm not sure I agree with you there. You well, y- I think Mike's
1: uh, phrase on the podcast was, that was an easy choice for Jason We're going first, who, yeah. of course,
0: picked of an open
1: Graham, uh, Danny Graham, who ended up scoring 27 goals and being the not only the Watford top goal scorer, but the top goal scorer in the Championship. Um, closely followed by Mike's choice, which was Bucko, um, uh, on, on four goals. <laughs> and my one, uh, Steve McGinn, on two. But I'd like to add that he did have a quite a large portion of the season going through. And if he, you know, uh, being injured, and if he had played the rest of the games, then I'm sure he would have scored 28 Goals, so I think we have to. I don't know if you agree with me Um, on this, but do we null and void no the the competition? No, no, no,
2: no. no, I think I'm
0: the winner. (laughs) (laughs) Football's a real winner. Well, Watford are the.
2: I think it's easy to say that I picked an obvious choice, but the margin of the victory is so big that I think I deserve my win anyway. Whatever.
1: On this podcast, we'll begin with the from the rookie end end of season awards. And um, I think you'll pretty agree, guys, as we've said, there's plenty to celebrate. So shall we get on with the first award?
0: Let's do it. Come on.
1: Uh, We've gone to the next level in this year's awards. If you listened to the podcast number one, you would have heard our end-of-season awards from last year. But we've got ourselves an audience. So, uh, Jason, would you like to to go up and and have the honour of giving away the first award to our audience?
2: With my pleasure. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Week in, week out, we've been watching great performances from the Watford team. Yes, a few could have been better than we'd originally hoped, but many games delivered great performances and great results. So what was the from the rookery end Watford game of the season? The nominees are Watford's 1-0 home win against Millwall in March. Watford's 6-1 away win at Millwall in September. Watford's 3-1 away win at QPR on the telly in early December. And Watford's 4-1 home win against Cardiff on the twenty eighth of December, 2010. And the winner is Watford's 3-1 away win at QPR. To receive the award on behalf of the team, it's John Eustace. John couldn't be here tonight, but we got to catch up with him a few weeks ago. So it was quite unexpected in the football world, so it was QBR's first home defeat of the season, live on telly, for to see. You guys probably knew you could win the game, but did
3: you expect to do it in such style? Maybe not in such style, but we certainly went there to win and we knew we could win, you know, and that's down to the belief we've got in the camp, and we, we think we can win every game, which I think is proven this year. Going to Leeds on Saturday, prove that again, so we went there expecting to win, and, and we did. And what team makes a great team performance? When everything clicks, you know, everyone fills in for each other, runs for each other, passes the ball to each other, does out. When we play well, we do all of it, and, and not many, well, no team can and do you feel that
0: in a game, John, when, when a game kicks off, do you feel that quite quickly? That it's going to be one of those games if the team's sort of really jelling well.
3: Yeah, definitely, of course. Yeah, de- uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I, I think uh, there's only been maybe a handful of games where it hasn't felt like that, you know, and, and we've let ourselves down. But um, on the whole, uh, the season's been good, and, and most games have felt like we're in every game, and, and we can win. It was
1: definitely my favourite game of the season and even though we had a nice list there with all these other wins, it it is
2: hard to not put that as our game of the season. I think what what helps to select that one is the fact that they are sort of become a bit of a local rival in recent years with with Luton's demise and I don't know about you guys, but I certainly know plenty of QPR fans Mm. and they've given it the big end obviously after their start of the season and and they've done well, they've won the title, fair play to them, but at that point in time to, to go there Little old Watford and uh, knock them off their perch live on telly it was just a
0: fantastic yeah. feeling. I think the fact that it was on telly wasn't it beautiful? But properly stuck it to him and in front of the watching world. How many,
1: how many fans do you know that of, of other clubs who mention that game to you? Yeah, loads. Like, I get it all the time.
2: And the fact, I think, yeah, straight after that game, sort of the people coming up and sort of congratulating. Me and I guess other fans on the sort of person, oh, well done for your win against QPR. I watched mm. that, yeah, fantastic.
0: I think one of the key things about that game was that, that was one of Steve McGinn's really good performances, mm. I think, and that's a little glimpse into what we lost, what we missed when, when, when he picked up that awful injury. Uh, I think it's worth remembering that because that, we did, let's face facts, we did tail off towards the end of the year. Um, obviously, there'll be a lot of tired bodies out there, a lot of youngsters who have played a lot more um, football than they will been used to. Steve McGinn was injured. Martin Taylor was. you've struggled on manfully, but the last yeah. couple of games he was he was ill, but not ill. He's, Martin Taylor doesn't get ill. <laughs> <laughs> Ill flu? He, he was carrying. No, a, he was carrying an injury. But I think that was Steve McGinn's. He didn't. He didn't score, but I think he performed really well, and it's worth remembering that we've got him to come back next year.
1: Yeah, and also that, that everyone put down because that was the start. Was at the start of that seven-game run. The, it was the second game. The, the Leicester, second game, yes. The Leicester the game. The and that was
2: quite... Yeah, the lesser game was quite key because yeah. we were tuning up, got to 2 all, could have gone sort of the way of some other game of the season where we'd lost some momentum. But no, we fought back. Danny yeah. got the winner. And that carried on into the into the QPR game. I think that gave him a bit of belief going into that game. And that was the, sort of the catalyst. And, for carried and carried on and carried that's on and carried right. on for think, seven
0: games. I think that's worth saying, Jace, that we, we had had an early season propensity to, to give away late goals. Yeah. And at the end of season... Tot up when you look back at the games that we, I'm not going to say we threw them away, that's a bit harsh, but we let late goals in against Coventry, Doncaster, amongst countless others. Mm. It, it had become a bit of a habit.
2: Well, the then, BBC have been great this season for sort of for giving off those stats before each game, and I think for the last couple of months we were the team that had um, thrown away most points from winning Rims, positions yeah. than any other team in the division, so yeah, it, you're but, right there.
0: But isn't it interesting that we turned that around against Leicester and look what that sort of change in? Um, you know that just that just slight change in fortune that gave us that big spring, springboard. I think it just goes to show the margins at which football at, at championship level is played. A bit of confidence, a bit of belief, and away you go. I mean that, that run was staggering.
1: But there were four four nominations there. Four fantastic wins, and for, we had some fantastic performances this season. Oh, yeah. Another reason to be a proud Watford fan.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Bang the table again for emphasis.
0: Keep up with the podcast blog on fromtherookeryend.com Well, let's not stop there. That first award seems to go pretty well, so no. let's uh, let's crack on with the second one. John, do you want to uh, let us know what it's all about? OK. <clears throat> Hi.
1: Excuse me, thank you. Uh, we love a young player at Watford and we certainly know how to breed them with our magnificent academy. And this season we've seen a few more not only break into the first team but establish themselves and become a fan's favourite. And it's my chance now to announce the From the rookie End Breakthrough Artist of the Season. The nominees are Defender Adam Thompson Midfielder Matty Wichelow, And striker Marvin Scordell and the winner is... Marvin Scordell. Marvin couldn't be with us tonight, but uh, we were able to catch up with him a few weeks ago to see how he reacted to winning breakthrough artists of the season. Start this year, yeah. did you expect to have the kind of season that you've had?
4: Not really, to be honest, especially considering last season didn't really play much. I wasn't, I wasn't even on the bench that many times. I was uh, aiming to come back and do as well as I can to... Put myself in the manager's sports and be in and around the squad, or go out on alone and get a lot of football. And do you, do you look at do you look
1: at that sort of when you, you that Norwich game, first game of the season, you're in the starting lineup. Do you, in
4: your mind, do you go, this is my chance? Yeah, definitely. Because well, even before that, when I, a couple of games before that in the preseason friendly, I started a few games, and I thought, well, I'm in the team now, and I have to just keep doing well to make sure I stay in there. And Lucky enough, I've done well enough to stay in there and be in and around the team like for the majority of the season.
0: And looking back now, well, after you've, had a, you've obviously had a wicked season, that, does it feel like you've set the benchmark now, you've set the bar for, you've scored this many goals this year, you want to at least match it next year, is that how you're feeling? Yeah,
4: every striker's like that. I don't think any striker will tell you any different. If he scores a certain amount of goals one year, he's going to want to score more the next year and just keep scoring more. What was your personal highlight of the season? I don't know, really, to be honest. I've had quite a few different bells where I've scored a few goals, won an award, and I've been called up for England as well. So I'd probably just say, personally, being called up for England and scoring on my debut, it's not really a lot that can... Uh, what well, a goal
0: it was as well, it's blinding. <laughs> That's good, it's really good well. Now, just talk to us quickly about celebration as well. Is that something you planned, the you
4: old Uh I did it when I scored my first goal last so, season but, against uh, Leeds United away. Yeah, yeah. And it's right. first time I scored this season. I, did I do it? I don't, I don't even remember. But You've done it a lot. I've done it quite a few times. Yeah. Scored
2: <laughs> that many goals, we can
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would point out to uh, to those listening that
0: when you found out you did you won this uh, award, you didn't do the celebration. So I don't. So yeah, it gives our privilege. It's our privilege to award Marvin Sordell with the from the rookie end breakthrough arts of the season. Thanks Thank
1: very know. much. <laughs> we start off this evening calling calling him Marvin the paranoid striker, but how he blossomed to become a key player in the Watford squad.
0: I don't know what Marvin will feel about this, but if Danny Graham was the, uh, was the bride of Watford season, then I think uh, Marvin was certainly one of the attractive bridesmaids. <laughs> well, you wouldn't say, yeah. Well, no, let's not go
1: there. It,
0: we, we, it was another fantastic, fantastic year for all, the, all
1: these young players. Adam Thompson, May Wichlow and, and, and Marv. It, it's a fantastic feeling. For the future, isn't it? It's about for fan, Jason.
2: It is, and we we always knew that this season was going to be about the uh, the kids coming through. But um yeah, I'm astounded by how well they've done. I think Marvin, in particular, yeah. he had such a great season. There's we somebody... signed we signed Deeney at the start of the season. I think everyone thought, okay, that's the man to play out front with Danny Graham. And when Marvin was in the uh, starting eleven for that Norwich game, it was oh, okay. He's just in there because Deeney's only just joined the squad yeah. and he will come through after a couple of games but Marvin had such a great game he just sort of built from there and what he scored what was it 15 goals this season I don't know, around that number um, Did, he score, that's, than, that's did great, he score more than Danny Graham did last season? About the same I think about that's that number It's, close. it's close. around the 15 I can't remember yeah. exactly but it's around that mark um, and, and that's a good tally for a guy who sort of played his first full season really yeah, in I the so first crazy. 11 at this level I don't know and it just yeah bodes so well for the future
0: there's something super exciting about. Oh my god, super exciting! <laughs> he wasn't time, too much glee. <laughs> this one time at the Herefield Academy camp. <laughs> but this, uh, there's something really exciting about unearthing a youngster who can not only hold his own but can score so many goals. I mean, we traditionally Watford haven't had big scoring strikers. Mm. Um, we've had a, a couple of steady eddies through the years, but we haven't had anyone that's that's put big numbers on the on the board. And to get someone to come through so, I mean, let's face it, it was unexpected for him to score that many. It's really exciting that a, a young player can come through and, and appear in such a bang. I mean, all the youngsters have got their plus points. Adam Thompson's a young
1: nutcase. Well, what I, what I think about, the, the thing about Marv is that we knew Marv from last year. Yeah, see, we saw him glimpses. away at QPR. He went away to Tramere. He made a couple of appearances. Uh-huh. He, he was on the radar. And when you see him in the first you know, that starting line, 11, for the Norwich game, you go, OK, like you say, you make assumptions about he's just there for now, but he moved on. The thing I love about the uh, the, the younger players this year is the fact that I didn't know Adam Thompson before the beginning of this season. I didn't know Matty Witchlow before the end of the season. I didn't know Gavin Massey before the beginning of this season. And the, the list goes on. These boys are coming through, they've, they've started games, and you think, well, it, wh- whatever we start with in terms of People we, we lose, people we gain this, this in this summer to come. There's some decent, there's some great stuff to, to build on and to work
0: with. You, you mentioned Adam Thompson. Massive props to Adam Thompson. Not only has he got a full international cap, but now he's, he's also been sent, sent off. off. Yes. I mean, what a legend. How old man of international talked about packing it all in. <laughs> well done, AT, I say. Yeah. Well,
2: his he's, he's first chapter of his autobiography will be quite... Quite the read. Quite it will be, and I think, and, and we can then sort of make comparisons into this season. We've had a, a few guys sort of come in and make a few mm. prints into this season. I'm sure Murray, yeah, a lot's been talked about and he It's is. nice to see him finally get on the pitch and, and have a go. And he looks like he's got some skills. We've seen the clips on YouTube. His to. goal against Fulham the in the that goal, that's It wasn't. It. It. I, I must admit the, the wall wasn't great. Doesn't uh, matter. And
0: they go no, to find that top corner
2: from that far out and the and the yeah the how. Go on to YouTube,
1: search for Murray. Sean Murray, goal Fulham. It, it should come up. It's astounding. If he ever does that in the Championship, we're selling that boy for 10 million. Well, no, we're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a sort of movement and a sort of moment.
0: There's a wonder strike.
1: Yeah, which, which would get you headlines and would get you talked about. And what
0: you're saying is, if a Brazilian had done that. Yes. Yeah.
1: If a Brazilian had done that. <laughs> full stop. But it, it, it's all looking good for next year it is and i hope to find hope we can find a few more gems along the way
0: indeed
2: from the rookery end
1: final whistle at Preston did not just signify the end of a very good season at Watford. It also signified the beginning of silly season in the transfer market and the turning of the rumour windmill. Because that was Windy Miller and this is the sound effect of a windmill. Everyone get it? <laughs> good. Jason, what craziness has been going on in this post-season so far? Well,
2: what do you want first? The craziness or the, uh, the, the, the... perhaps... Crazy, more sense crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. crazy, crazy. <laughs> okay, let's start off with the craziest of them all. David Beckham, boys. Yes, we've heard that one. Apparently Elton's had a word with him or something. Is that right? Yeah, Bassini, he's, Bassini's okay with it. He <laughs> as long as Elton pays his wages. And wait, wait, yeah.
1: right, wait. shall we get rid of this windmill? One second. Okay, off you go,
2: Jase. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna temper down the, the slightly less crazy. Uh, so hang on, you're uh, telling us David Beckham isn't joining Watford in the summer? I'd love to say he is because it'd be a. Great podcast, but I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm trying to be sensible. Um, we, we can we can sort of move from crazy down to more sensible with Lionel Messi with Craig mchale Smith. <laughs> okay, a lot of people are talking about him because he's a Watford fan. Watford <laughs> boy, <laughs> bless you. Oh no, <laughs> a long blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Watford boy, but let's be honest, he's. Uh, I think he's Premiership bound. I've heard that he's going to Norwich.
0: Yeah, I think he's probably probably is, and
2: I think the fact that people are expecting Danny Graham to go for for a lot of money and that Craig McAll will be cheaper, and therefore we can do a quick. There you go. I think what we need to quick. remember
0: is how much would we let Danny Graham go for? So I'd suggest probably around three million quid. Yeah, yep, the fans will be saying exactly the same thing. And there's one thing I'm certain of: there's no way we are in the market for three million pound no, pounds. No,
2: absolutely not. We can't afford to spend that sort of money on on one player. And um, what may be more realistic is that uh, Tommy Rowe, another. Peterborough player has been mentioned uh, left winger sort of player we, we may be looking mm-hmm. for um, again I'm not so sure now that Peterborough have, have been promoted that probably takes him out of the out of the radar again either they'll be able to afford hang on to him or that'll just put his price up automatically, yeah, or yeah. he wouldn't want to, maybe, maybe yeah. want to leave as well exactly yeah Yeah. so looking at more realistic targets do we like realistic on the rumour I, I think we have to do we have to do okay. more realistic because uh, they have been discussed Um, more of a supermarket conveyor it it is exciting (laughs) there's a couple of of targets that were discussed earlier in the season before the transfer deadline day one is Craig Conway from Dundee United Uh, now he again is a a left winger but can play on the right wing as well Mm -hmm. Um, adaptable adaptable Scottish player and that I think is a key Scottish player so Malky seems to favour the Scottish guys understand that Rangers were sniffing, but he doesn't want to go. I think he wants to come into England, and Palace are having a, a sniff around as well. Okay. He's going to be on a free, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I those. How old us. is he, Jace? Uh, I don't know. What's what his inside edge? leg, yeah, Jace? He's 30 something, probably, <laughs> I'm guessing. I haven't measured. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought he meant so... his age. His... <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, he's certainly not, not 37% of age. I think he's a, he's a younger lad. There's a, there's a possibility there, more realistic. And, of course, another one that was mentioned before was... Um, now, how do you pronounce W-H-O-Y-S? Is it Reese? Is it Royce? Royce. Royce Wiggins. It sounds like a good Welsh name, but I believe he's a Londoner, West Londoner. I, mean, I dad's from Wales. So I'm not sure how that works. But, from um, Bournemouth? The he Bournemouth currently talent? plays Northern for Bournemouth. Bournemouth. What plays into our hands there is that, uh, obviously, they missed out this season on yes. promotion when they were looking good after Eddie Howe left. Yeah, uh, they struggled. So he might want to step up. So again, uh, left back a position we need to fill. So that's a yeah, more realistic really. target. But of course, then Andrew Taylor. The, nothing's. Yeah, that no hasn't gone quiet, has is he, it? But... Mm. Um, clearly, Tony Mowbray likes him up there. I think he plays him more of a, as a left winger than a yeah, what, well, left he's back. Isn't... And he scored a few goals since he's gone back.
0: We need our triumvirate of Taylors. We do, because I've got a comedy we sketch did. in my head ready to go. Oh, well, <laughs> so if for no other reason, yeah. the genre to exercise a comedy. comedy. La- Com- well, let's, it's a weak word, comedy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a chuckling. I think we all agree that we'd love A Taylor back. Absolutely. Yeah, Could absolutely. we get both of them dosed, in your opinion, of Wiggins uh, and Taylor? Taylor
2: and Wiggins, I don't, I don't think we can afford to, to do that. I, I I don't, I'm not sure what we've got in terms of, if, on the youth coming through as a left-footed left-back. We know that... Um, we've got guys that can fill in if the first team was not there and I don't and I think with that in mind we would not want to go out and, and sort of sign two sort of good yeah. first team left backs. We're not,
1: we're not in a position to have two in every position, are we really? No, that's guess. And suspect no. A Taylor, probably on some Decent nice money. money.
0: Decent money. So if we had yeah. to put our money on it, who who would we see Who would we think coming in out of the uh, potentials? Wiggins.
2: Yeah. Wiggins, Conway, Conway. and that be it. I think that's it. I don't think Tommy Rowe and and, and Beckham. Who, knows? who and what, knows? And what? What about going the other way? Going out? Well,
4: we all know what we're talking it. about
2: Danny. I think he's going to go. Vestas <laughs> um, <That's, that's laughs> new news? <laughs> Vestas. Uh, I
4: think he's gone. Hasn't now he? we know.
2: We know that um, QPR have come with a bid. We know that West Brom have come with a bid. They've both been rejected. Rumours as well that Newcastle are coming in mm, and. Yeah. That he, he would, would that. he would love to go. He but I, I've also heard a rumour mm. that in he, the rumour windmill, windmill that he doesn't want to go back up north. And he likes it down here. Interesting. The which would which clients. would put which would put QPR in the sort of driving seat
0: presumably um, it's the harlequin that, that does it well the Newcastle. metro centre is
1: pretty
2: big up there in Newcastle I'm sure he has all the shopping he needs but now I think now that um, Swansea have, have uh, yeah. got into the premiership I think they'll be coming in with a bid as well it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if we saw something coming from there uh, so yeah he, he's going to go isn't he we know he yeah. wants to play premiership football inevitable it's just a matter of who anyone else well we've we've had other bids come in haven't we guys we're um, Brighton have come in with a bid for, for Will Buckley and, yeah. and Derby have come in for, for our captain, Super John Eustis. I can't see John Eustis going. Um, He signed the, the contract last year. He's the captain. I, I think he's at that point in his career now. He's sort of getting towards the end. I think he, he would like, hopefully, to see it through mm. at Watford. Um, we shall see what happens there. Unless,
0: of course, Derby can offer him a better better contract.
2: Yeah, there is that they're talking about him being the replacement for Savage. It is quite yeah. big boots to fill, um, which but you it's can quite. See. It, it, mm-hmm. I suppose it is quite a, a good opportunity on that front. Uh, and we have to admit, they're probably a, a bigger club. Um, well, I don't know about that, Jace, but, yeah. but I think they
0: could probably offer more cash. Which is the, well, that's which it, yeah. The well, thing they've got,
2: they've got, got more, mean. yeah, bigger fan base, and they've got that. Despite having a, a bad season this season, that they've probably got the potential to. To have another go, uh, sort of trying to get back up to the Premiership, so he might be tempted by that. I just. What about I, Bucko, I just, what
1: about, Are you worried if we lost Bucko?
2: I I don't know with Buckley. He's a strange one. He, he's definitely got the potential in there, and and I think he sort of suffers from a, a lack of belief. But if we lost him, and certainly we're talking about um sort of the likes of, of Conway coming, and if there's this guy Conway. Is mm-hmm. a good replacement, then then we wouldn't miss the likes of Buckley, and we've seen Murray and Wichelow this season. So yes. maybe we'd get away with, with not yeah. having Buckley in the I same. think
0: it'd be a shame to see him go because he he did get he did get people excited, us, us included. Mm-hmm. But I think we've got to work on the basis that every Watford player probably has his price, and I think if if Brighton or whoever it is comes in with a with a big enough bid we'll probably see see Buckley go. I personally wouldn't want to see him go. I think no. he's he's got a lot more to offer and I hope he can he can stay and and progress with us at
2: Watford. We just have to wait and see. There's plenty of rumours, there's plenty I've, of chats. I've, oh. I've got some crazies on the outs as well. Oh yeah, go crazies. On. Okay. Troy Deeney to Bradford? No, you're not having an that. I know apparently uh, oh. um dis- disillusionment with the um South. The, the championship world in the south and, and when to head back can you be? <laughs> <No, I was laughs> to the a to, to, is to is best. I know, bizarre um, and another one I read was um, Loach to Spurs but that was also linked with Wichelow to Spurs at the same time as, as part of a deal and obviously Wichelow has signed a new contract yeah. so that's definitely a crazy, crazy paper talk that one I think
1: Whatever happens over the next few months between now and at the end of May to the beginning of July when the boys come back and the end of the transfer window at the end of August There's going to be plenty, plenty more rumours, and we ain't going to see the same um, same Watford players at the same Watford players we had at the end of the season. At the beginning next season, we'll still be here though. Come on!
2: From the rookery end, there have been many standout players in the Watford squad this season. Mm -hmm. But who is the from the rookery end man of the year? Mike, it's your go at giving out an award. Thank you ladies and gentlemen,
0: I'm now going to present the Man of the Year award. Now, great players are judged on the goals they score, the promotions they achieve and the silverware they've got on their sideboard. But here from the Rookery End, we're after more than that. We're about people who've got presence on the pitch, people who are the backbone of the team, someone that performs week in, week out. That person is our Man of the Year. So, the nominees for the from the Rookery End Man of the Year 2010-2011 are... John Eustace, our Captain Marvel; Adrian Mariapa, who came out of the shadow of J. D. Marin; Martin Taylor, the coolest head in defence; Danny Graham, goals, goals, goals; or Don Cowie, our midfield puppet master. And the from the rookery end man of the year award goes to Martin Taylor. <laughs> well done, Martin. Now, it may not surprise you to learn that Martin couldn't be with us here tonight, but again, we got to speak to Martin a few weeks ago, and here's what he said when we handed over his award. So, Martin, how do you feel about winning
5: from the Rookery End Man of the Year? (laughs) Very proud, thank you very much. Um, It's it's, um, it's always nice to to get an an award like that, so that's a fantastic place. You're in your 14th year as a professional footballer, Where does this season sit amongst them all? Really enjoyed it, it's got to be up there. I've um, played all the games, I haven't done that in my career so far, so uh, it's a great achievement for us to do that. But no, I've really enjoyed it, it's been definitely more highs than lows this season, and at the start of the season that was our our main objective, really, to to, to really compete, and and we've done that this season, so it's... um, I've, I've really enjoyed being part of a, an integral part of a team that's been do, that's been doing very well. And you also scored the, your most number of goals in the season this year. Yes, that's the most I scored. Yeah, I think I had four was before that, so I've got six, and I've um, enjoyed that side of things as well. Excellent. And what was your personal highlight of the season? Personal highlights. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think just winning a QPR has got to be up there. It's, it was a great feeling. to so everything seemed to go right on the day. It was. Going to a team who are top of the league and had not lost all the mm-hmm. season, and, and to play like that—you you don't get many times in your okay, career where you feel that And on the telly, on the telly mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. seeing yeah, it. And just, yeah. people still talk about. Us. You, you see people and say, "Oh yeah, watch that game against QBR, You look a good side. You so mm-hmm. it, it, it was That's a good one." Despite getting the ball in the face as well. Despite that, getting that. the ball Two in the face, away. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't mind that at the end <laughs> as well. I Got a few laughs about that after. It was it was a hell of an achievement to go there and do that. I mean, they have, nobody's done that to them again all season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was three and three one, but it could have been could have been more. The chances and nobody would argue that it had Mm. been more thank Thank you very much thank you you
1: you. are the recipient of the the coming of man of
0: the year
1: what a hotly contested award that one was tough category tough tough johnny uses adrian mariappa danny graham don Carey, but the winner of the man of the year was mr martin taylor martin taylor martin taylor put your head on it. it um would any
0: when it would any of those other names got it for you? Was was Danny too obvious? Oh, Danny, yes. In a word, I mean it. It he is he a complete striker in many ways. He works mm-hmm. hard, finishes well. He puts a lot of work in off the ball. A lot of I think a lot of Marvin's goals have probably been down to the work that uh, that Danny Graham does. He's probably served a few up for others as well. Um, obviously, John Eustace. What a what a massive massive moment that was when he didn't sign for Leeds. I, remember I was on holiday um, <laughs> yeah. somewhere with dodgy text, a dodgy signal on my phone. I was getting these reports coming through that, that Eustace has left. And then as the morning wore on, it really re- realised that the, uh, the reports were a bit previous and, and he was in fact staying with Watford. But what a pivotal moment that was for us. I think without John Eustace this year, we would have been a very different team and uh, we wouldn't have looked better for it. So,
1: Big props to Ada Mariapa, I think, for um, really coming through this year. Um, maybe he didn't stand out compared to some of the others, but did have a really big season. I think him moving to the centre, yeah, it's to his... cementing himself,
0: and especially he's had a couple of detractors as well in the crowd. Um, there's been mm. a few sort of murmurings of discontent about Mariapa over the over the years. So again, I think that always that's a
2: that's a welcome um, attribute to be able to to put performances in against those sort of backdrops. For me, the fact that we've got. Such a, we've got five men on that shortlist. When Danny has a such an outstanding season, against Guess show, what, what a good season we've had, and what a great mm-hmm. squad we've got, and how well we've done as a team.
0: Don Carey must
2: mention as well. he's, oh, he's, yes. he's yes. on the list. But when we, when he was injured, missed him, missed him. we well, do miss him. I think, no, that's yeah, we'll always a good him. sign. We we'll do miss him. Great player. Still to come, our exclusive interview with John Eustace. More awards, including the Danny Graham Goal of the Season, the Lloyd Doyley Pop Your Cherry Award, and the Champagne Moment of the Season. Plus, an Elton John-inspired song for Malky McCall. Cannot wait. Email the boys. Podcast at fromtherookeryend.com
1: Another award, lads? Yeah, why not? Let's crack on. Jason, up you go for the
2: next award. Award number four. Don't mind if I do. Thank you. Thank you. you. Danny was a shoo-in for all the big awards this season. So, hey... Why not make it one more award with our award, the Danny Graham Goal of the Season? The nominees are Danny's first goal in Watford's 3-2 win away at Norwich in August. A nice 1-2 with Sordell and brilliantly placed striker's goal. Danny's first goal in Watford's 3-1 win away at QPR, live on TV in December. A great team passing effort leading to Danny hitting a difficult bouncing up ball. Danny's 77th-minute goal in Watford's 6-1 away win at Millwall. The ultimate confidence striker's goal. Slamming home from 18 yards. And the winner is... Danny's 77th-minute goal in Watford's 6-1 win away at Millwall. Danny couldn't be here tonight, but we got to catch up with him a few weeks ago. Actually, <clears throat> um, we, we
1: did... But we lost the recording, so we'll just head back to Mike and okay. chat about that goal. Okay.
0: What Danny did tell us mm. and that we can remember? Yes, we can remember. Is that the goal we chose wasn't in fact his favourite? In fact, wasn't even on the uh, shortlist, was it, boys? No, no. I think you could barely remember it. He scored so many. He looked a so bit. Well, you would, he?
1: wouldn't you? Twenty-seven.
0: His favourite goal mm? was the goal against Hartlepool, Lowly Hartlepool. I mean, it's interesting that he picked. His, clearly, he's
1: picked a goal because of the style and not because of the moment.
2: Yeah. I suppose if you score a good goal like that you don't care who the opposition is. True. If it's mm. a great goal then
5: uh,
0: yeah. He grew up near there though of course maybe he's got some uh, some old vent, Ex-girlfriends. Old, <laughs> old They've <vent. laughs> all got those done. <laughs> but are they from Arlington Michael <laughs> i
2: certainly not. <laughs> not <laughs> no, no, not, that, no. Party. I know.
1: <laughs> but there's plenty of great goals from him this season. He was not our man of the year but he certainly did had an amazing year. Am I the only one that's slightly annoyed he didn't get 30 though? <laughs> no, I didn't want to get him 28 because if you've got 28, then he beat Luther oh, that's true. in terms of the number of goals in a season. And I kind of didn't want him to beat Luther. No, because Luther, Luther
0: is
2: a, a proper Watford legend.
0: Exactly. And, uh, per- yeah, personally, I think he should have I beaten mean. Clive Allen's 44 goals. Oh, <laughs> what man. did Lionel
2: Messi get this year? 50? 51, 52? Yeah. Yeah, they don't count They're in a foreign league. <laughs> okay. and, and, and a lot of them were probably been against sort of Icelandic champions in Champions League Maybe. first round or, matches. Or, or, or something Real like Oviedo.
1: Yeah. yeah, not against Doncaster. Or, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. But it, 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 fantastic. I think we, we do need to, to say thank you, Danny. The biggest thank you, of course, was for him getting involved with Wear a Vest for Danny Day. Which what an amazing day. It thank was. you to Yes, everybody. thank you. Thank you very, very much. A silly idea... That we plucked out of the sky somewhere for what for fans to wear white vests with a message scrawled across it in, 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 in big fat felt pen. We thought it might do well, we thought some people might get involved, but the reception and the, the number of vests that we saw in that last game of the season was phenomenal. Lastly, thanks to you listening. Yes, thank you very, 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 very much.
2: And I can't guarantee it, but I believe Primark are very happy as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they probably were. They probably were. Big props to uh, Tommy Mooney. Yes. For wearing a vest as well, and in the commentary box with John Marks on BBC Three Counties. Um, but thank you to everybody. Um, the, f- the photos are on the blog if you go to fromtherookerian.com, uh, and there's a, a, a page link up there to wear a vest for Danny Day, and you'll see all the amazing vests that everybody put together.
0: But big from the Rookerian, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you very much. And had a blast. Thank, yes, and thank you to
2: Danny, of course. Yeah, indeed. From the Rookery End. We
1: like a bit of a sing-song on From the Rookery End. We like a yeah. sing-song, even if uh, you're yeah, you 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 listening, you don't know. But we, we've had songs for Marvin, we've had songs for Liam Henderson, God rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: gone to York. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: it's a long way away. Uh, we've had songs for Johnny Eustace. Haven't we just? But one man we haven't had a song for yet is our manager, Malky Mackay. And I think, lads, we've got a cracker. Elton John inspired, sung not by us, but by a girl. This is Our Manager.
6: You come from up in Scotland, started at Queen's Park. Then a big move to play for them at Celtic Park. Played for the Canaries and for West Ham a bit, but you found your football home in a Watford strip. 14th place doesn't seem fair, we couldn't have given more, we saw some great games, and plenty of goals, and when we were on the tally, our talent really showed. a promotion in 2006, UJ and Marlon, with Ben between the sticks, you've done it before and you'll do it again, this time you'll be the big boss, pulling every string. Eating pies and drinking beer From dusk till dawn We know you'll do it We know you'll do it And celebrate on our bus We'll clap our hands and sing it clear In Malky we trust
0: You haven't got a tear I'm, I'm, I'm in your I'm, I'm, I'm ear after
2: listening to <laughs> that. I'm lost for words. That was beautiful. I don't think we should ever sing again.
0: No, that's,
1: well, that. no, no, that's crazy I did, taste. Because <laughs> it was the Ellie Goulding
2: version. I, we, I just can't compete with that.
1: Well, that was the Ellie Goulding version, not the Elton John version, because singing
0: to Elton would be sacrilege. <laughs> Amazing, though. What a, what a terrific song. It was. It was brilliant. It
2: Absolutely brilliant. Well, From the Rookery End, get involved. Go to facebook.com forward slash Rookery End. We've
0: had lots of young players make their mark this season, and this next award is to mark a special moment in one of their careers. It is the Lloyd Doyley Pop Your Cherry Award. So, without further ado, over to you, John. Hi, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh, still got the feedback. Uh, thank you. Um, every player has to open their goal scoring account at some point. It is a momentous moment in a player's career when his foot or head is the last place the ball touches before it hits the back of the net. Luther had to score goal number one before he could score goal number 148. And Lloyd had to score his first goal before he scores his second one, which will come, we're sure. This season, three more Hornets have popped their goal cherry. And the nominees for the Lloyd Doily Pop Your Cherry Award are Matty Witchlow. Away at Derby, Saturday, the 30th of October, 2010. Adam Thompson, at home to Preston North End with his tongue hanging out, on Tuesday, the 15th of February, 2011. And finally, Lee Hodgson, away to Leeds, on Saturday, the 16th of April, 2011. And the winner is. Lee Hodgson, away to Leeds. Won't be surprised by now to know that Lee couldn't be here tonight, but we got to catch up with him a few weeks ago, and this is what he said when he heard about winning this award. You've won the Lloyd Doyley Pop Your Cherry Award
5: yeah. <laughs> for your first
1: goal of the season. So talk us
7: through the, the moment before that before that goal. Well, to be honest, the gaffer was getting at me saying, get forward, get forward. I was in two minds whether it was a goal or not, and he kept, I could hear him just shouting on the sideline, get forward. So... No, I gambled on it, and uh, lucky enough, it just came to fell to me. You no, know, no one, no one around me, and I just put it in. So, Spoken uh, like a st- true striker, I gambled. Yeah. And got the... <laughs> well, to be honest, when I first came here, um, I was a centre forward in the youth team. So my mum and dad was a bit like, "Oh, the old centre forwards coming back in here," but I was like, nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What did you do?
7: Was there a moment of,
1: you know, you just didn't realise what happened?
7: Yeah, it happened so quick. You know, just the adrenaline took over and. I just uh, when I celebrated, it was over within seconds. Couldn't really remember anything happening because I was so in the moment. But yeah, it was great.
1: And what did you do, what did you do to celebrate
7: after the game? Just went went for a meal, really, with my family. And that so. Nando,
0: Do anything more spectacular?
7: <laughs> no, it was uh, I can't. It was a Thai restaurant somewhere. I can't think where, but yeah, it was a nice meal. Well deserved. Well <laughs> deserved.
0: So you haven't got a taste of it. You don't, you don't want to. You don't want to uh, challenge Danny and Mark for the uh, place at
7: nah, top. No, I, I challenge Lloyd though. <laughs>
0: There was a, a belting goal. I think we mentioned it to Lee in that interview. It was a celebration. It was sort of. Oh yes. It look, he looked like I think I would feel when I scored my when I scored my first Watford. <laughs> 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 Steaming off to the away fans, giving it large brilliant. I think it encapsulated really what this Watford team is about. Really, yeah. Blood and thunder, giving it all
2: you've got, celebrating the good times. Absolutely, and it's a difficult place to go and score a goal as well. Now Leeds away, it's a difficult place to go. Full stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for a young lad to. A young right back to pop up in the box, and and uh, not the tallest bloke in the team as well.
1: The, well we have a the full interview with, with Lee that we did in podcast four. You can download uh, via the website from the therookieend.com or on iTunes. Don't give see. it a listen. Yeah, and because he's, he's a nice lad. He's very nice. We've done twelve
0: podcasts um, now. We can call it our archive. <laughs>
1: okay, it's an archive, <laughs> is it? Visit <laughs> the archive. Oh, sorry, archive. <laughs> but uh, hopefully next year, you know, this was their first goals. Of their careers at Watford, and as we've said, there are plenty more players who can score their first goals next year. So I don't think this is the last time we're we'll no giving away. This won't be the last time we give away the Lloyd Doily Pop Your Cherry Award.
2: From the rookery
1: end. As one season finishes, of course, our minds go forward to the next season. The 2011 2012 season. What are you looking forward to the most, there,
0: Mike? What am I looking forward to the most? Seeing the makeup of the team. I think we've already discussed it's going to be a different looking team. Yeah. Um. I guess we've got a lot to live up to in in, in bringing the youngsters through. We're going to have to to blood another couple of youngsters. Let's hope that we can see some some new fresh faces. Maybe a couple of transfers. We've discussed that in the transfer windmill. So I'm looking forward to seeing the um the shape of the new team. It will be a new team. New challenges facing us, we've got a new owner, what can he pull out of the bag, what can he do for us? Um, you mentioned earlier on in the podcast, it was a nice word that you used, progression. Mm. Can we progress as a unit? I'm really, really intrigued to see if we can we can continue to push on. If so, we'll have had a good season.
1: You say you're interested in the makeup of the of the squad, the Watford squad, but... Interesting, I was looking at the makeup of the Football League Championship for yep. next year because we, we now know who's going to be in the Championship yep. after the relegation and promotions. Um, interesting, my little fact I'll just uh, pop, pull this one out of nowhere. Out of the, all the clubs, si- only six of every single club in the Championship has never played in the Premier League Brighton, Bristol, Cardiff, Doncaster, Millwall, and Peterborough. That's a that's, I know we say it every year, it's a competitive league. That's probably the most competitive, I think, I've seen it.
2: That's a, that's a great stat, are you me in disguise? <laughs> that's yeah. That's the first thing I would like say. Um, yeah, and, it, and, it, and it, I mean it's great. Sports should be like that anyway, shouldn't it? Yes, they should be yes. competitive, and it, we should be going into these seasons thinking that, who knows, we could, we could be competing at the top. If it gets a bit tricky, we could be struggling at the bottom, but it's a very, very competitive championship. I, I, Same as last season. So what you're
1: after, I think, is knowing, yeah, those three, they'll go down. Will be safe. That's probably what you look at every you so often. You can't see. I don't think you can. I don't, it's can, yeah, come up I don't
2: think time. anyone would have said Preston would have gone down this season, that, Well, Sheffield United yeah. as well. I mean, true.
0: Yeah. Although, that is part of what makes. We've had some good news in the last last week or so that Watford have sold over eight thousand season tickets, which mm. I think is is good considering the financial climate. What hats off to the club actually for making it easy to afford a, a season ticket, some good prices for families, and easy ways to pay. So, fair, we've got to tip our cap to uh, credit where credit's due. But I think a lot of that is down to the the, the product that the Championship is. It's, uh, like we said, competitive league. You're going to see some good games. There's not many, if you look at the down the fixtures, there's not many games you think, oh, I can't really be bothered to what are you there. looking
1: for? What, what are you looking forward to the
0: most, Mike? Um, I'm looking forward to Brighton. I <laughs> oh, <then, me laughs> we are, aren't we? Brighton away. Brighton away. Brighton away. Weekend on the beach, aren't there, you all? <laughs> Peterborough. it will be interesting to see. They're, they're the teams after our own hearts, score loads of goals. Yeah. Not massively great at the back. Um, obviously, the relegated sides. It's always interesting to see how they do. Um, but yeah, I think Brighton away is going to be good fun, isn't it? The what is it? The twelfth, eleventh of July, June. You're just naming random dates. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, second week
1: in June. The uh, the fixtures comes out. Yep. Yeah. So very looking forward to who yeah, we've got. I think
2: it is the seventeenth.
0: Seventeenth. Let's sure. go with the seventeenth.
1: It
2: used to be. I am going to be a stat now. Go on, then. Uh, it was something like the third Thursday in in June, but I think they've changed it now to the, the Friday, I believe. Okay.
1: We'll look out for it. We'll put stuff out on the on the Facebook page, Facebook dot com forward slash Rookery End. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Yes. First game of the season is always important. We haven't had a home game for a while, have we? Well, the first team season's
6: team. finished, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry,
1: John does oh. have these moments. We haven't had a home first game of the season for a while. And of course, we couldn't go on and talk about next season without mentioning our brand new owner, who now own, owns the club pretty much 100%. Yep.
2: Lock, stock and barrel. Mm.
0: Yep. I mean, what is there to say so far? <laughs> Apart He's... from expelling lots of air, Mike. <laughs> That's my traditional <laughs> podcast horse impression. It's, uh... That's right, this comes straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> you can use that one in your speech if you're really. Well, quite when you'd use that in a speech, is beyond me. However, we've got a new owner. He's been around for a little while now. Underwhelmed, are we so far, or are we not giving him due credit? I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, we're not seeing a new pitch, which is, a, I'll be honest, is a disappointment. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard any news about any of the building work sort of like picking up or being continued or, or finished. Well, I don't expect any of these. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> Sorry, in between horse impressions, <laughs> I had a bit of Coke, so I was a bit of explanation. Coca-Cola. Get the air out of me. Get the <laughs> air out of me.
1: He's had a bit of Coke and now he thinks he's a horse. Not well, true. it's not hot air, is it, Mike, which... Some may think the new owner is uh, he's talking.
2: Well, well seriously, what, what are your thoughts? I'm undecided. I, yeah. I, I, re- I keep hearing good things and then you hear bad things, but I don't know. We haven't got anything concrete either way, and it's easier to say when we we've, we've got, got, got one thing. thing concrete, and it's in the corner of the <laughs> bloody ground. <laughs> but that's, that's a bigger worry, though, yeah. when something I, isn't concrete. Sorry, picture, make it, it's not going to happen, or it is going to happen. Not a, tell, nah, us, tell us. Yeah, gonna, I'm not. things are going to take time. Say so, look, which he has done about the pitch, and I I, I I don't like the fact that Saracens are coming back. No. I, I think they're a bit of an amateur outfit. I don't <laughs> like the way it works. This is, of um, course, the Premiership champions. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah, clearly, being amateurish and and picking the most important position in the, in the team, you scrum off by the toss for coin <laughs> is the way forward because um, it wins you the title. Well, yeah, I, I don't like the fact that they're coming back. Income stream, um, for the, for the but club, it's money though. for the club. Yeah, and and then so it, perhaps it makes sense not to invest a lot of money in completely digging up the pitch and everything and taking the steps to sort of interim measures, the Uh the lights and the covers. So what I don't want to see is then um, halfway through the season again, oh, no, we couldn't afford the lights and the covers and and the pitch looks terrible. Um, So, yeah, from what he said about the pitch, we need to see something concrete on the back of that, Um, but... Yeah, I, don't, I just can't make my mind up at the moment. I'm hearing good things. I'm hearing bad things. He said, he said, hasn't he? In
0: uh, I think it was a Watford Observer interview that it's inevitable that we're going to sell players. I think we no. we, we thought we didn't know. Mm. Um, is that a good thing that he's been come out and been fairly honest and transparent in as much? as I think so. Again, the, the, the
2: expectation is new owner comes in. Oh, he might. He's going to have loads of money and we can start buying all these players. But um, yeah, we have to be realistic and we are a selling club we, we have been for, for quite some time and we probably will be for, for the foreseeable future so uh, uh, it hasn't changed on that front
1: we wait with bated breath we do which we're going to keep in our mouths yes
2: Mike keep up with the podcast blog on fromtherookeryend.com we all have our favourite moments of the season but what is the club's champagne moment of the season over to a very sharp looking Mike on the stage
0: Thanks very much, James. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. And also, thanks, John Eustace, for the loan of this suit. I know you didn't know I'd borrowed it, but I'm sure you'll agree it looks fantastic. Now, I'm here to present the Champagne Moment of the Season Award. Champagne Moment is, of course, what every fan craves. A historic moment, a magical moment, a joyful moment that makes you jump up and down like a five-year-old kid. So, the nominees for the Watford Champagne Moment of the Season are... John Eustace's 58th-minute overhead kick against Coventry back in August... Seeing the second Sheffield United player get sent off after 35 minutes and the subsequent win that took us over 52 points into safety. That was on the 12th of March. Andrew Taylor's 42nd-minute wonder volley at home to Portsmouth on the 1st of January 2011 and goals 4, 5 and 6 away to Millwall on Saturday, the 18th of September 2010. John Eustace's overhead kick against Coventry. Unfortunately, John couldn't be here to collect his award this evening. But luckily, we got to catch up with him a couple of weeks ago. Here's what John had to say.
3: How does it feel to win it? Well, very, very nice. You know, uh, obviously, I do it all the time in training, and it, it was very nice to uh, to do it on a match. So, can you talk us through what was going through your mind? Um, yeah, I think uh, Stevie, Stevie McGinn. Uh, obviously headed it over and and I just it was just up there and I thought why not have a go and, and luckily uh, for me went into the corner
1: was was it a cross or was it actually I'm having a punt at goal here
3: yeah well I got nothing to lose you know I thought why not we'll have a go in front of the <laughs> rookery you know and uh Usually I'd land on my back and maybe break my neck or something. Uh, no, no, luckily everything fell into place and, you know, it was a great goal. Yeah.
0: And have you been given all the other strikers stick for, well, not the other strikers, have you given the strikers stick for how come they haven't scored any uh, spectacular ones like that?
3: Well, you've got to be a special player to be
0: active. <laughs> <right? laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Congratulations on the award. It gives us pleasure to award the champagne moment of the season to John Eustace. Thank you very much.
1: It was such a tremendous moment. It happened so early on in the season. But it was a great, great moment. I remember just sat there thinking, oh, he's having a go. He's having a go. He's
2: oh! I a... moment before before euphoria. I, I remember t- sitting down. I, I spotted my cousin in the crowd that day and I had an empty seat next to me. Called him down. And when the, sort of, the ball sat there, I there, there was a sort of hush. Mm. And I remember my cousin going, oh, hello and <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden we're all sort of up and down singing and dancing because it's in the back of the net yeah. it's a great a moment flash of white teeth
0: <laughs> and the ball was in the back of the net amazing I mean yeah, we could have put up there with uh, with
1: uh, Andrew Taylor's goal um, as well which was pretty extraordinary well, that I actually voted for that as my goal of the season oh, Andrew did Taylor's did goal oh, yeah. okay. the other great moments of actually getting those 52
0: points against Sheffield United and seeing two ex-Walpha players <laughs> get sent off um, well, they obviously didn't want to be on the well, they didn't want to Hamper Watford's exactly. uh, progression, did they? So Darius and Lee Williamson managed to get them sent off themselves. And I felt a bit sorry for Darius Henderson in that game actually, because uh, first uh, game first back, first game yeah. back after a long there was period. A lot of, we saw that a lot with him, didn't he? he got three kicks against mm. him when he played for. But anyway, what a naughty boy he was! Yes. He got a red.
1: And also, that, I mean, it goes four, five, and six of that Millwall game, which was another just a, that that game was very, very, very special.
0: One, two, and three were pretty awesome as well. Well, they
1: were, but four, five, and six is where you start going, yeah, 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 and you start having oh. a party, I think. But. Um, uh, as, as we said earlier, it was it was a season full of fantastic moments.
0: I think perhaps the fact that the overhead kick was so surprising sort of also encapsulates yes. our season a little bit, and it was a, a flash of brilliance in well, an unex, flash of unexpected brilliance.
1: Mm. But we, uh, we we've been building up to it for most of the season, and uh, Mike's certainly been uh, seeing his praise um, for the whole season. We we were building up to our our, our chats with John. We've yeah, you, you've heard our chats with him that we did uh, about the award, but we actually got to sit down with him. And talk to him about his time at Watford now and in the past. And it was a very interesting interview, which you can hear
0: right now. Welcome to the Rookery End, John Eustace. Thanks very much for joining us. Hello. John, obviously your skipper, and that, that began at the start of this season. So, how did it feel walking back into the club,
3: knowing your captain at the start of the
0: season? What, what, what changed? What, what, was, what was different?
3: Nothing was really much different apart from I was playing, like, you know, I, uh, obviously when I first signed. <laughs> I, was, I took over the captaincy when I first signed, years ago now. And, um, you know, that was a, a strange period of my career, first 18 months. Then obviously Brendan took over and I wasn't really in his plans. But, I mean, I didn't change. I trained very hard and obviously went off after Derby there and had a great time there. Managed to play some games and, and came back in good shape. And, um, you know, I worked hard in pre season and, and obviously Malky then. Just thought you know we'll, we'll give him a go again and, and the rest is history. That's really. bloody glad we
0: did. <laughs> you mentioned Brent. You're not playing so much under under Brendan Rogers. How how would that happen? Would he sort of take you aside and say, look, you're not in, you're not playing because of this reason, or you just wouldn't be on the team? Uh,
3: yeah, I mean he didn't really say that much. I just wasn't obviously involved, and um, I think that it, it took about three or four weeks before he, he played me um, away at Birmingham, played me for forty-five minutes, and um, brought me off for half time. Which was obviously really disappointing, but um, you know that's part of football, and that's that's what the job we're in. And you know you're not everyone's cup of tea, and uh, you know you just get your head down and, and, and train hard and just wait for an opportunity with someone else or at another club. To...
1: To, uh, you, you've always been a captain. Anywhere you've gone, you were captain at Stoke or Coventry, captain at Stoke, captain at Watford. Were you captain of your league, your school team? No. You were no, 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 no. I was
2: goalkeeper for my school team. No,
4: really? No, no.
2: No, I didn't want to get kicked, you see. No. <laughs> so does that mean, then, if, if Malky ever decides he doesn't want to put a goalie on the bench, you're going to have to go and go... Why not? I'll give it a go. Yeah, that's <laughs> <a> good, <laughs> good. <Why> To <not? laughs> so, be mentioned briefly about, about captain, um,
0: are there any extra responsibilities around around being captain? Do you have, for example, do you have extra chats with Melky before games or after training, that sort of stuff?
3: No, not at all. It makes no difference... For how I behave, if I'm captain or not, I'm, I'm the same. So uh, the only difference is you have to give the tickets out, which is a bit stressful because obviously some of the lads want eight or nine tickets sometimes. So, you know, that, that's about it really.
0: So you don't have extra, no extra meetings or anything like that, you nah. don't have to do reports on the players, I see Danny Graham's lurking around, you don't have to report him for time you're off doing an
3: interview. No. <laughs> do you ever speak up
2: at half-time, during half-time team talk?
3: Sometimes, but everyone will do, you know, if, if they've got um, something on their chest they want to get off, then uh, they'll say, you know, it's a lively group and the manager encourages that, so um, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not like there's a captain and that's it, you know, it's important in this day and age that everyone talks, everyone expresses themselves and... Uh, you know, that's all part and parcel. One of the things that I love about having, having you as our club captain is when, when something kicks off in, the, in
0: in a match or there's a contentious decision, you're often there, A, to sort of calm down what the players if they look like they're going to go off on one, but B, also to have a word with the ref. I find that quite reassuring that you're straight in there and sort of trust you to do the right thing. What sort of what sort of stuff are you saying to the refs? Are you just trying to find out what's going on? or?
3: Yeah, definitely. I'm just trying to find out what's going on, just to try and calm... Calm everything down, maybe influence them a little bit, and you know, giving us more decisions and whatnot, which I don't think it's happening much this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, yeah. Is they
1: getting the cash in maybe yeah. helpful next year? Yeah, definitely.
3: But uh, no, just get, just busybody, really, you know, just yeah. making sure that none of our players get uh, any stick from the opposition or, or the referee, really. Do so. you ever
1: see one ref that you have talked to perhaps a lot in one game, and then the next time you have them in another game, you think. I've, you know, he doesn't like me. Oh, yeah, like definitely. Go.
3: There's, there's a fair few out there who are like that. You know, they'll, they'll tell you to shut up and, and whatnot, and, and in the end, you kind of have to bite your lip, lip a little bit. But uh, no, I, I mean, on the whole, all the referees are quite talkative, and, and you've got a, a good relationship with them now over the years. So, uh, you know, that,
0: yeah, that's I'd, I'd imagine if uh, if Mr. Atwell refereed one of our games again, that you might have something to say to him at some well, well, you know,
3: that, that was amazing, is not
0: it?
1: because uh... you, you were credited with that goal, you know, what, tell us, bang, bang bang, all over the place. What what are your memories of that? a few uh, minutes.
3: Yeah, I just remember it coming off my knee and going out for a corner, and, you know, the rest is history, really, isn't it? It was, it was freaky. So, so what was everyone saying to the ref and the line? What, what were you guys just saying? Just straight over to them and just saying, it's obviously gone out for a corner, you know, what are you playing at? And they didn't really know what day it was, so, uh, you know, it was, it was
0: it's crazy. Got, I'd be really interested to know what your thoughts were about what, how Reading reacted to that, because I've often said, look, you know, they know it's not a goal, yeah. and when it's something as obvious as that... <clears throat> is there a bit of sportsmanship involved do you, you know, do you let Watford go and score an equaliser or how did you feel about did you feel cheated by the players because they knew, they knew that that wasn't a goal
3: possibly I mean they could have easily said right, you guys go and score yeah. right, and level it up but I mean that could be down to the fourth official as well you know he could quickly just nip in and watch a screen or whatever say listen it's obviously blatantly not a goal there's been a mistake just let Watford score another goal or, or whatever But um, so, so yeah. video technology are you up for that oh, without a shadow of that yeah. yeah for sure yeah
2: not only the captain, but you're the oldest player in the squad as well. Sorry to remind That's you. That's quite know, right. That, yeah. So you're younger than us. Um, <laughs> younger than us, yeah. So of all the young guys we've got in the squad, are you like an older brother to them or a, or a nice uncle or father? How, how do you see uh,
3: your role? No, I just feel like one of the young lads, you know. Everyone's exactly the same. There's no there's no uh, tears here at all. Like You know, the older lads mix with the younger lads and, and, and so forth. Like You know, there's no way... I feel like an old man in the team, you now and you know, and, and when I do start feeling like that, maybe it's time to, to hang
1: the old boots. <laughs> but with, we spoke to Henry Lansbury at the end of last season. He, you know, we asked him what was what was great about being his season at Watford. And he said, "You." Yeah. He said that you know, your influence you had on him on the pitch or around the whole mm. thing was really important. Do you have maybe a few of the players who you play closer with? Perhaps more of a direct relationship with them in that sort of...
3: Um, maybe, I mean, when you're playing with midfielders, like, you know, like, Drinky, Muchy when he was here, Henry Lansbury, Jenko, you know, you kind of try and help, help the younger lads around me, you know, just a bit of advice here and there. But um, on the whole, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure if uh, you ask the lads, that say I'm a, I'm a bit of a moaner or, you know, what <laughs> like, not, you know, because I'm always uh, onto everyone, like, so... I think that's just the way I am. No, I'm just
0: trying to help everyone out, and that's Having said your mona, you, you actually come across when we watch it that you really enjoy football. You just you love being out there. And the, the, the one thing that sticks in my mind about you was when you were actually playing for Derby and you scored mm-hmm. at Vicarage Road. I remember you just ran and left the pitch and you had the biggest bloody smile on your face. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I think, and I thought, you know, that's just a bloke who's just, it wasn't malicious on it, yeah. you were just celebrating because you're just enjoying the moment. Yeah, and it it just... for
3: sure. Um, you know, I mean, in my career, unfortunately, I've had a lot of injuries. You know, I've, I've missed probably about five four seasons, so it, it makes you really appreciate what you've got do you know what I mean and, and I, just, I obviously I love playing football there's not a better feeling to be fair scoring a goal and, and when it's against someone who maybe doesn't like you or you know didn't want you in the team who says negative things about you you know I was
2: just I was just chuffed about scoring that goal to be fair. Well, I think that was the happiest I've been seeing the <laughs> <position players laughs> in the past, so, yeah. You look pretty um, fearless on the pitch but is there anything outside of football that you're scared of? I don't like racks. Yeah, I can't stand it. My girlfriend, can you believe
0: my girlfriend wants a pet rat? Really? <laughs> uh, speaking of a girlfriend she's, she's pregnant we're expecting our second baby okay. if it's a boy i'm going to try and get it named after a Watford player yeah who do you think would be a good role model to name name perhaps my son after out of the current crop um
3: Lloyd Doyle <laughs>
0: <laughs> go for Lloydy well we'll invite you to the christening in
1: that That's case very
3: <laughs> you um you cut the bottom off your socks yeah yeah
0: the, it's the whole kind of
1: foot area isn't it yeah what happens then
3: uh, I think they got in the bid.
0: We asked. We asked uh, our listeners one of the questions to. What questions should we ask you? And there was two that came up a lot. What the bloody hell do you do with your socks? Yeah. And I'm assuming it's because of blistering. Yeah, yeah. So you cut off the bottom half and you just wear sort of your own personal socks. Yeah,
3: just some white socks. Yeah.
0: And the other thing was, you've got the best teeth in the Championship <laughs> by far. Have you got any hints or tips for, our, for the
3: listeners no, about keeping just, you? Just quite lucky, really. Brush them twice a day, and that's it. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure one day they'll get knocked out, so I'm not looking forward
2: to it. <laughs> yeah. From the Rookery End, a podcast for Watford fans by Watford. For fans he was lovely he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he was wasn't he we, and close up his teeth are even whiter
1: well you had to have your sunglasses on didn't you Mike? Oh,
2: yeah just because so, I, I had a little had a little cry
0: to myself <laughs> I in such close proximity so I had to have the glasses on top man I'm proud to have him as captain of our absolutely uh, absolutely. handsome
4: <laughs> amazing
0: <laughs> dental work <laughs> tough in the tackle oh Jesus but,
2: but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and you sort of see him on the pitch and he's that sort of Strong, aggressive character and sort of off the pitch talking to him. What a Mm. nice sort of chatty guy. But
1: we've had, you know, we've been so, so lucky this season to be able to interview as many Watford players as we have. And they've all been sterling. Lovely fellows: Mike yep. Taylor, Don Carey, yep. Scott Loach, Lloyd Doiley, Lee Hodson, Dale Sean Dyche, Dale Bennett, Danny Graham,
2: Adrian Mariappa, Adam Thompson.
1: They're all Alec right?
2: Chamberlain.
1: Alec Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, so, if you if, if you haven't heard them and you would like to hear about uh, them, you can you can go on to our blog from theRookieEnd dot com. Uh, if you click on past podcasts, you can pick up all those interviews from all our previous. 11 podcast because this is podcast number 12 and it is it is the end of podcast 12 it's the end of of our first season yeah as from the rookery end we will be back our pre-season special will be recorded on the 23rd of July at the uh, AFC Wimbledon pre-season game but I think we've got a lot of thank yous I think the first big thank you is to the all of you who have downloaded the podcast, all of you who have told a friend about the podcast, we've had 20,000 downloads, which is beyond anything that we thought we were going to get. Uh, and it is lovely that, uh, that someone likes to listen.
0: Yes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it from the, from the bottom of our hearts. Thanks also to um, our friends at the Watford Observer. They've been very helpful in getting our, getting our message across, telling maybe you're you listening today, you heard about it through the Watford Observer. So big thanks to them. And also thanks to, to Big John Marks. And Big Luke. Yeah. Uh, to BBC Two Counties. Three Counties Radio. We've been, on the, we've been on the wireless a couple of times. We well, have, yeah, mm. a couple of times, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been amazing. Um, so thanks to those guys. Thanks, of course, to the club for yes. giving us a wonderful season to watch, talk about. When we went up to them and said, we'd like to do a
1: podcast, we're a bunch of fans. I half thought they might think we're mad and I, tell us to sod off. I still think
0: they are. They, <laughs> but they still they. might.
1: But they've been really supportive. And uh, thanks for the, you know, allowing us to interview the players and giving you, uh, hopefully, what you think is a really good podcast. If you have any ideas oh. on what you want in these podcasts,
2: anything at all, Jason, how can I get in touch? Well, you can email us. That's uh, podcast at fromtherookeryend.com com. You can get in touch with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash
4: Rookery, rookery Ends.
2: End. End, yeah. And you can also get hold of us on Twitter individually. You can tweet at Rookery Mike. That's me. Or at Rookery John. That's me. Or I'm still nonconformist, <laughs> so you'll have to get hold of me at, at Jace Bailey. Belligerent belligerents to there or of
0: course you could write your message on a white vest and just wear it in town until one of us sees it that was an
1: amazing uh, end, to, end of the season we've had such a great time and then seeing all the white vests and everyone showing their support behind danny and wear a vest of danny day at that qpr game was a very
2: lovely
0: moment yeah thanks again to everyone who got involved i didn't i'm not going to let you finish without uh, saying that the 23rd of july at wimbledon is actually my birthday
2: oh yes so oh it, not just your birthday but it's also thank the Don's Day. Thank the, thank the Don's Day. And why is it thank the
0: Don's Day, boys? Well, of course, AFC Wimbledon did for Luton Town in the... Uh, we don't like to wallow in other people's misfortune, but... Geez, Only Luton. But it is Luton. <laughs> Luton, non-league for another year. Sorry about that, Luton fans. Um, like but, they're going to be listening. Well, you never know. Some of them have got taste. But
3: uh,
0: <laughs> if you see us with an iPhone at the AFC Wimbledon game, come and say hello. But more importantly, come and buy me a birthday pint. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, John. And uh, thank you again for listening to From
1: the Rooker End this season. We'll be back with a new season very, very soon.
6: Cowboys!